you can really increase revenue and your bottom line by understanding cultural differences because people negotiate differently. For example, if you're negotiating... You're listening to Move Your Business to the United States with me, your host, Kevin Turley. In cultures like that, when you're negotiating, you never interrupt. So this is day two, uh, Mount Bunnell Media here at South by Southwest, just heading into downtown Austin. We are tired but happy crew. Uh, We had an amazing day yesterday, lots seen, done and heard and uh, looking forward to lots more today. Sebastian, how did you find yesterday? So we had a really interesting um, first um, panel discussion that we witnessed between Malcolm Gladwell, the Canadian journalist, and Nagursum, who runs a self-driving car uh, company. And they were both basically discussing on the future on self-driving cars and the risks um, of that, so so that was that was an interesting that was an interesting start um, to the day, and then I kind of uh, we split up, and um, Emmett had an interesting had some interesting mentoring sessions. Yes, so it was the first time I have been on the podcast, and I was meeting up with some of the experts in their field at the South by Southwest Festival. Um, I had two meetings, one with uh, Sharon uh, and one with Ethan. Um, and you're going to be hearing those podcasts soon. Uh, it was really um, inspiring um, and enlightening to hear everything they had to share about their knowledge um, in their specific field. It seems like the festival is full of people hugely knowledgeable about their own specific fields, uh, and it's great to be part of that discussion. Um, I think our first day, would you say, guys, was uh, as expected, but also maybe not as expected? It was definitely um, as expected in some ways. I mean, definitely what we find out, you know, there's no reason to buy food or drink, uh, uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. You get it all for free at the right venues in large quantities and um, good quality, for example, at the British Embassy. So that was very refreshing. And yes, I mean, it was um, expected somewhat, but then also unexpected in that sense that we really sort of found out that too much planning isn't really helpful um, because so many things happen there and then on the spot and the day takes a completely different direction. Would you agree with that, Emmett? Especially, uh, we, we, you pointed out the, I think it was called the British Music Embassy and we just wandered in and we found some amazing stuff going on there. Yeah, it seems like any time we get held up in a line or we're waiting at the bar uh, or we're helping ourselves to some of the free uh, booze and food that Sebastian was talking about, we are meeting and sharing our interests with lots of really inspiring and cool uh, professionals so definitely um, I would say I was surprised in how welcoming it was as an environment and how open people were to networking yeah I think it was everything I expected but a whole lot more so I'm really looking forward to see what this day holds. So no predictions as to what's going to happen today. Uh, We just don't know, but that's half the fun of being in Austin during South by Southwest. Uh, The one thing that we do know, though, is that uh, we have the big trade show this afternoon in the main hall in the conference centre when we're hoping to link up with our friends from Ireland. Uh, UK and uh, many other places. As I say, we just don't know which way the day is going to go and that's half the fun of it. So uh, I think um, we're being safely driven into Austin now by our our co-pilot here, Mason. Uh, Mason, anything you want to add about uh, South by Southwest today? Traffic. Traffic, right. Okay. Um, So there you have it. There is a lot of traffic. Uh, Austin is buzzing 
uh, with South by Southwest. You're nobody unless you have the uh, South by Southwest lanyard around your neck. And um, it really is, it seems to be the centre of the universe at the moment. And we're just pulling up to the conference centre, about to be dropped off by Mason. So talk to you later. Bye for now. Hello, it's Emmett again, and welcome to another beautiful day in Austin. I'm just going to fill you in on what we're up today, as the other guys are just about 10 metres ahead of me as we career down 6th Street. This episode is about the Berlin Saloon, a German takeover of one of the bars here on 6th Street at South by Southwest. Pretty cool. We're coming here to meet Berlin Partner, representing startups from the German capital, here exhibiting their innovations to the South by Southwest and US audience. And as we can hear the sound of Berlin techno, we prepare ourselves for another day of unexpected delights here at South by Southwest 2019 with Mount Bonnell Media. I think this is the, it's this door, I think it's this door over here, guys. Yeah, it's over here, yeah. Uh, we are here on uh, South by Southwest 2019 in Austin on 6th Street. And currently we're in the Berlin Saloon which is the temporary home of Berlin Partner, the economic development agency of Berlin, the capital of Germany. And uh, we have some um, very special guests here and I will ask them to introduce themselves. Yeah, I'm Stefan, uh, I run for Berlin Partner. Uh, as you mentioned, it's an econom economic development agency. We are here with uh, 10 companies to help them to make the first steps in the United States. That's uh, one of the things we are doing for the Berlin startup ecosystem. And I'm here with, uh, we've also got Kerry, who's come all the way from LA. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what you do with Kerry. Um, well, my name is Kerry Quintiliani, which I know is a tongue twister. I work on PR on behalf of Berlin Partner. And my job is to draw attention to the company and to spread the word of all the good things going on in Berlin to reporters in the States so they're educated and they know what's happening and then interest companies possibly in moving to Berlin. That sounds really good. So uh, tell us something, Stefan, about the 10 companies that you brought here. What industries are they? Mainly tech? Or what are they? Yeah, it's a really uh, great portfolio we uh, bring here to Austin. Um, typically, the startup scene in Berlin with uh, more than 4,000 different startups have a focus on fintech and IoT. And uh, nowadays, uh, AI companies, 70% uh, of all the AI companies based in Germany are located in Berlin. And sorry and if I interrupt you, I think we also need to mention here that I think I'm, I'm right if I say that Berlin is considered the startup capital of Germany, right? Not only of Germany, you are absolutely Europe, right, yeah. but even of Europe. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, together with our colleagues in, in, in London, we are the really uh, two big uh, tech hubs um, of Europe. And um, that means that 70% uh, of the VC capital which uh, startups in Germany raise are uh, raised from Berlin. 70% um, of the talents, the numbers of startups, they are all uh, in Berlin. And this is really amazing to see. Stefan, tell me, tell me, why is Berlin such a hotspot? I mean, what, 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 do you, what do you think has made Berlin such a hotspot for entrepreneurs? I think um, the DNA of, um, of Berlin and the DNA of an uh, entrepreneur is uh, similar. We are both uh, international, um, we have an international approach, we are open-minded and um, we are the city of freedom. And that means that um, 
thousands of talents um, of the world are coming to the city every year. We are uh, growing and uh, they are all well educated, um, speak uh, different languages and they want to do businesses. And um, in Berlin, um, we have really a cluster of established companies because um, companies like Siemens, BMW, Volkswagen, Lufthansa, SAP and so on, they are in Berlin and open up uh, innovation offices because they want to um, uh, work together with the startups and the talents. And uh, this is really a vibrant uh, economic system nowadays. So and when you're talking about those kind of uh, large corporate entities that, that, are, that are tapping into this entrepreneurial spirit that is in Berlin, is that going to blunt uh, the, the entrepreneurial drive? Does that in some way sanitize what's happening in Berlin? Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think yes. Um, so um, the, to, to have both the established industry and to have the entrepreneurs, this is really a, a great mixture. And together with um, uh, an open-minded society and uh, um, a, a culture, a club culture, um, you have both together. You can, um, you have the right employees, the right um, business things uh, for you, and uh, at the end of the day, you can make parties. So this is really, really cool mixture that we have nowadays in Berlin. I think it's also about Berlin. Um, I used, I lived in Berlin myself only for a year. Oh, really? And, and many years ago, many years ago. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, this, <laughs> talking about 20 years ago. So <laughs> it has changed a lot, believe me. Yeah, really, really, really. <laughs> but I think it's also about Berlin. Um, I think um, rent and these things are not as expensive as, say, for example, in Munich, right? If, if I'm correct, so. No, uh, that was, uh, uh, you were absolutely right 10 years ago. But um, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of think, uh, things uh, change. From a um, perspe um, perspective from uh, London or um, from New York or from uh, LA, um, you're right, the living costs um, are um, lower than the average in the other cities. But uh, when you have the German perspective, it's really a fast-growing uh, ecosystem. That means that the people um, earn more money, and that's why the price for beer and apartments and office uh, are, um, are going um, up. Tell me this, though, Stefan. You know this entrepreneurial spirit that, that has descended upon Berlin. Is this something which is innate to people that are coming there and the, the kind of atmosphere that you, you're talking about there? Or is this something which the government, either at city level or state level, has been party to? Is this something completely independent and free-flowing? Um, it's both. I think um, the government um, set the right um, uh, uh, rules. They invited um, the talents. For us, um, as an economic development agency, we create new services for the talents. For example, when you are not um, a member of the European Union, we um, guaranteed that your working and living permit uh, is organized by us in five working days. So this is really fast. If you wow. compare it with other uh, locations, it's six to eight months. And uh, we, can, we, we, we do this because uh, we know that there's really a need for it. And um, together with the government, we, um, we arrange new processes on this. On the other hand, um, um, as I mentioned, um, 
Um, it's in the DNA of, of Berlin and uh, the entrepreneurs love this. You're really free and there's free space. You can uh, try and fall and try again. And um, yeah, this is, uh, this is really possible uh, to do um, new things. And um, yeah, this is, this is a really cool situation. Kerry, this sounds like the American situation where people, um, where people start, they fail, they start again, they, they start, they feel better. Um, you know, which is much more an American thing with entrepreneurialism, what we're discovering with American entrepreneurs. Whereas Europe, is not like Stefan's describing it. It's kind of you fail once and then you have to keep your head down and say yeah. nothing more. So do you recognize this kind of spirit when you go to Berlin that there's something of the Americas? I think that the beauty of Berlin is how open the community is to new ideas. There's a large um, student population. There's a lot of universities in Berlin. There's a lot of art galleries in Berlin, the music in Berlin. It's, it's so forward going that I think, it, I think if you're gonna fail anywhere, it's, it's not a bad place because you can get back up. Someone will support you and put you back up on your feet and push you towards your new idea. They're very um, all-encompassing and encouraging there. Hi, you're listening to Move Your Business to the United States. Just a quick word from our sponsors, Mount Bonnell Advisors. The people there have been advising clients on moving stateside for years. For all your needs, both business and practical, Head over to mindbanel.com to find out more. Thanks for listening. So tell us a little bit, Stefan, about the range of entrepreneurialism. Are we talking about particular sectors, particular industries, or are we talking everything and anything? No, uh, not everything. We started uh, as the center of e-commerce uh, in Europe. And... Um, that was uh, 15 years ago. It was concentrated on uh, e-commerce, B2C. No, it's, we have a lot of um, startups in the B2B sector. As I mentioned, it's, uh, we have a focus of uh, IoT. Um, that's why, uh, uh, because uh, the German industry is really focused on ma uh, manufacturing and production, and um, the, the Internet of uh, Things is very necessary to um, create new um, businesses in the, for the uh, production um, companies. Um, FinTech is, is really amazing. Um, the development of the, uh, of the sector, we have in, in Berlin uh, 300 um, FinTech companies. Then uh, the financial, um, and normally the, the financial service in, in um, Germany is located in Frankfurt. But, the, but uh, the, the new things, the new stuff, they are created uh, in Berlin. And um, Carrie, so, so what's the response here in America uh, you know, to these, to these uh, people from Berlin? I mean, I think America historically um, has some strong, I guess, emotional, political, historical ties. I mean, everyone remembers Kennedy and his famous speech where he says, I'm a Berliner. The Americans strongly supported Berlin uh, in very critical time periods, you know. There, there's the story of the so-called Rosinen bombers where the, when um, basically <clears throat> Berlin was besieged by the Russians and there were no supplies, then the Americans threw food, you know, via airplanes into Berlin. So what's their response to Berlin entrepreneurship and um, what do they say, investors, media? and the public? 
It's interesting. The reporters that I've spoken to are interested in Berlin Partner because they didn't know. They just aren't aware of what's going on in Berlin. And that's part of my job, right, as a PR person to educate them on these things. And I think that as we move forward, we've formed relationships with reporters already. We're going to bring those relationships further along and then build up other ones at the same time. It's just a matter of time before they, before they get it. You know? Do you think this is also a language problem? I don't think so, because most people from Berlin speak really nice English. So I don't think it's, it's a language problem. I think it's just uh, sometimes in this country it's a little easy to get focused on what you have and you don't look beyond. And what Berlin and Berlin Partners offers really is so attractive to companies who are looking to build up that they should consider moving. And reporters are starting to get that too, which is exciting. So would that mean that, say, an American business, um, you know, let's say an American startup looking to build a European bridge hat or base, um, where they have typically considered mainly places like London, mm -hmm. which is now a bit difficult because of Brexit, mm -hmm. um, maybe Dublin before, you know, which mm -hmm. gets a bit crowded. Um, do you think they consider potentially Berlin as a hub Uh, for their uh, European operations? I definitely see Berlin as a hub. I think Stefan can probably speak better to that because I have the one way with the reporters. I'm not so much with the with the companies that are moving, but I'd like to pass so that what do to you. you. Think, what do you think, Stefan? No, you think it, Americans a, are interested to set up something in Berlin? Yeah, for, for, yeah, for, for sure. Uh, for the Americans, we... Um, We um, are building bridges since three years in our so-called start alliance. We partnered with, uh, the, our, with the economic development department of uh, New York. And when they um, go to their ecosystem and ask, um, do you want to enter a foreign market? And they say, yeah, the Euro European market is, uh, could be the next for us. Then they are bringing the startups from uh, the, the East Coast um, to Berlin. Um, because of the Brexit, typically the startups from New York uh, go via, enter via London, the European market. But because of uh, uh, the Brexit, and we are, uh, are now uh, 10, 15 days before the Brexit, and, and nobody knows, um, happened the Brexit? What are the circumstances? We see that uh, a lot of companies from the United States and from China enter the European market um, via Berlin. And um, as we, we talk about um, the differences uh, of Berlin to, to the rest of, of Germany, it's, Berlin is like an island, like London is for UK or New York and Austin is for America. It's, I think it's not the, the typical um, uh, economic system and the typical people and it's the same in Berlin and that's why the fit is really really good between Austin, New York, LA and Berlin. That, that's really interesting Stefan is that is that because um, what you're describing there is a world city and uh, yeah. most of us consider Berlin a world city yeah. I know the division of Berlin prevented it from its full taking full part in the world but that's yeah. now history But do, would you say that the people you work with have that kind of global vision, that kind of world vision for their products, for their services, yeah. for their business? Yeah, they have the global vision. Because, uh, to give you some numbers, um, in Berlin uh, we have 4,000 uh, startups, innovative, scalable uh, startups. Half of them, the entrepreneurs, are not German guys. They, are, they come from foreign countries. We have, I know, 
äh, Startups in Berlin with no German employee. Yeah, they have uh, typically 30, 40, 50 uh, employees and they are coming from 20 different uh, na uh, nations. And uh, so they have the global um, perspective in the company. And that's why it's uh, really easy if you want to expand to, to different uh, markets, you have the right employees from the uh, countries um, uh, in your startup. And uh, that makes it um, really easy to enter new markets. And um, so this is a really big advantage in Berlin. I think another thing, um, as far as I know, is uh, some, somebody told this to me, a client actually said this to me, so um, you need to verify if it's true or not. But as far as I'm aware, um, also the public funding situation is quite positive in Berlin, right? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's never easy, but I mean, it's basically um, easier than in other places and, and better funding options are available. Yeah, and um, but it's it's uh, a new situation for for Berlin. To be honest, 10 years ago, the Berlin or or the German startups raised 200 million uh, um, uh, dollar. Last year, the Berlin startups raised 2.7 billion uh, um, wow. uh, dollars. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the growth in 10 years, and it's 70% of the VC capital. Um, uh, in Germany, Se and this, it's sorry, sorry. quite a big number. Seventy percent of the seed capital in Germany is Berlin-based. Yes. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, and that's all down to you. No, it's it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the work of it's the work. You're, it's, you're supposed it's, to say yes. The work, <laughs> it's the work of the startups. But I think um, um, Berlin Partner uh, yeah. did, did uh, quite good job. It's, in it's, the past. No, no, it's a. I mean, we're joking, but it's a great testament to what the yeah. powerhouse that Berlin yeah. is coming. And presumably, Stefan, this is a story which is just going to get yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. We are in the beginning of a really uh, great period. Um, of uh, successful um, um, Berlin startups. Um, because we see every uh, startup, and this is the second uh, thing, not only raising money uh, to, act, to have uh, exits uh, in Berlin, so the investor won't get back uh, money. We have a lot of uh, really great, successful um, exits from Berlin startups. As I mentioned, um, Relayer, it's an IoT company, five years old, and um, last year they were um, by, uh, bought for um, um, uh, 310 million uh, euros from, the, from an insurance company, Munich Zurich. And um, there are a lot of uh, companies like, for, from um, Asia, like uh, from Japan, the SoftBank, they invested, for example, um, uh, last year, uh, 65 million in a fintech company. And um, they are very proud that they could do this uh, job. And uh, that's why I, I really think it's, oh, it's the beginning. Um, and uh, for, for Berlin, um, it's very uh, uh, great to see that we um, do the similar things the people uh, did in New York. So a lot of people say Berlin is in the eight is, is like the New York in the 80s. Yeah. So and, and that was I think quite a great time. It was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> and now the companies that, that you brought here, for example, and I saw them pitching before yeah. for capital. So um, I mean, it, it raised the question: Would they not be able? Would it not be easier for them 
to find that capital in, in, in Berlin rather than coming all the way to Austin? No, these, the 10 startups we uh, brought to Austin, they want to enter the European market. US and market. We, the US market. And we have the... Um, we have here friends, Capital Factory. Yeah. They they yeah. help uh, uh, us and our companies, and uh, together we decided that it's uh, when when you go to the U.S. market, you need uh, U.S. know-how. So you need uh, uh, U.S. capital, and that's why they want to raise uh, money, not for building things in Berlin, but to do stuff here in uh, Austin. Stefan, can you talk a little bit about the attractions of Austin? Uh, we're sitting in Austin. I know we're at an international festival, but it sounds to me like you've already got skin in the game when it comes to Austin. You know this city and Capital Factory yeah. and such like. What's the what's the attraction to an entrepreneur in Austin at the moment, a European entrepreneur? Um, normally, when we are from the European perspective, uh, the first uh, uh, um, uh, we first uh, think uh, um, about um, the West Coast, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Nobody knows but, Austin, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people but don't know it. Right? The second, <laughs> the right. second uh, uh, is New York and Boston. But when we are talking with uh, the startups and uh, they uh, and when they uh, want to have a hint and, and advice, we said it's maybe easier to go to Austin because it's a big market uh, too, open-minded people. And um, I think it's uh, a little bit similar to, to Berlin, not only uh, because of the club culture and the party and, and the musician um, 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 and the creative uh, scene, um, but um, there are a lot of startups uh, here. and. Um, a good uni uh, university, and um, that's why I think uh, the first step to doing business in the United States, um, Austin is really a good first point. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that's that's our that's our experience as well. And you know, the big advantage of Austin is that you have um, cities like San Antonio, Dallas, yeah. Houston. So essentially, a market of 20, 25 million, um, and and close proximity, so in half a day by car you can get to any of these cities. Yeah, yeah. And that's an ideal environment for, you know, for startups, yeah. I think. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, there's also something uh, about the, the fact that in some ways Austin is quite a manageable city for Europeans because downtown Austin is a relatively small area and it's blocks, you know, yeah. as opposed to some American cities, for example, Houston, I believe, which is, or LA, which is very spread out. Um, in your experience, Kerry, is there a little bit of a cultural shock when European entrepreneurs come to the United States in that just how the infrastructure works here? Because Berlin and London are very much cities with undergrounds and with very good networks and people walk around, whereas here, as you know, car is king, right? Yeah, absolutely, especially in LA. You can't get anywhere without driving. Um, I think that when we see companies come over from the European market, at first they're surprised by the sheer size of where they are. So Austin, I think, is a very manageable city. It's very walker-friendly. Um, you can bike, you can you can hail a hackney, you can take any method of transportation. The scooters, right? And it's fine, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think LA is just punishment. If you if you go to LA to, to start, it's just yeah. too big. You have to have an in there before you start. And do you think, uh, Stefan, that you, Europeans kind of, uh, or maybe Americans underestimate how much of a sh culture shock that is to Europeans? We expect cities to be compact and yeah. usable. We don't expect to have to drive everywhere or drive through 
you know, chemists and drive through banks and drive yeah. through everything. I mean, you know, you can drive through everything here. Do you, do you find that some of your entrepreneurs get a little bit sort of, there's a cultural shock when they come to the United States? Um, not because of the mobility sector, because um, we, we know it. Yeah, if, if we are going, it's, there is such an international approach in Berlin, so that this is not the, um, the, uh, um, the cultural shock. I think there are some others. When uh, the startups pitched and the investors say, oh, that's awesome, then the Berlin uh, startup think, hey, really cool, I will uh, get the money. And awesome five years ago was uh, super cool. Now awesome is, nah, it's like the average. So when you don't hurt uh, here, uh, it's really fucking amazing, yeah? Then, so, so yeah, when in, 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 in Berlin, someone said, hey, it's really cool, you get the money, yeah? This is a cultural shock because um, the definition of the words and the meanings are totally different. So, um, well, Stefan has to go. Thank you very much. That was an excellent conversation. We are really interested to talk to the entrepreneurs um, afterwards and have a conversation and film a bit. And Berlin sounds really interesting. I mean, I love Berlin. I've been there. I go there regularly, at least once a year, uh, just for visiting. And it's, yeah, it's really nice. I mean, it's a great, it's a great city, a great place to be. So. Hopefully we stay in touch. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, and thank you, Kerry, as well. It was a very good insight into the LA version of Berlin. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next time on Move Your Business to the United States. The one thing we're learning about uh, South by Southwest is to expect the unexpected. You just never know what's going to happen next, who you're going to meet next, or what's around the next bends. You've been listening to Move Your Business to the United States with me, Kevin Turley. And for this short feature on South by Southwest, you're also joined by me, Emmett Lynn. To find out more, go to mountbonnell.com. And remember, dream big, dream America.